0: For Twice upon a time uh! My
1: name's Dick Dick, Dick Dick Digger, private investigator. I'm known as the rhyming detective due to my poetic rapport. And if you want to know how that begun, you should have listened to episode 1. <laughs> In this episode, I shall relate a strange affair where not my past caught up with me, but my future. Although in recent cases, a major part I've played, I've not had so much success in getting paid. Sometimes because my client is not what they said, but mostly because they've ended up dead. (laughs) As a result, I was finding times hard, so I diversified and became a security guard. The person at the job center said, This job will suit you. It's ideal for someone who likes sitting around having nothing to do. (laughs) I told him that comment was unfair and an insult to me. He pointed out where he'd read it, on my CV. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why on a Saturday night I was in a blue suit, manning the front desk of a military research institute, forced to sit there all night on security camera supervision when I could have been at home watching television. I didn't think there was anyone in the building, but I was all on my own. So I was kind of surprised when an internal number lit up the phone. Dick Dick DIGGER SECURITY! I need to see your identity tag. And I also need to inspect the contents of your bag.
2: How can I show you my identity tag when I'm on the phone and I don't have a bag, idiot?
1: Sorry, my boss says I have to look. We have to do things by the book.
2: Listen, idiot, I'm Professor Watts. In your drawer, there's details of my account with a pizza delivery service. Order me a New Yorker, and you can see my pass when you bring my pizza to Research Laboratory 4. Got that?
1: Sorry, prof. Can't leave my desk for a delivery. That would constitute a dereliction of duty. I'll
2: share the pizza with you.
1: So that's Professor Watts, Research Laboratory (laughs) 4. As soon as the pizza's here, I'll bring it to your door. (laughs) A small piece of plastic had propped open the door to the very large room that was Research Laboratory 4. It was dark, mostly empty, but a desk and chair could be seen. And at the far end, an eerie glowing machine. As I approached it, I could only but reckon it was some prototype military weapon. My detective intuition had never been so strong. My detective intuition was telling me something was wrong. It was bothering me, like an unscratchable itch, that the lights hadn't come on after I'd flicked that switch. Then there was a voice, uttered words, their meaning I couldn't deduct. Just before the beeping noise started, it had said, N-S-E-A-T-A self-destruct. And under that eerie glowing machine was where I found the professor's body lying on the ground. There you are, Prof. I didn't see you under that machine. I flicked a switch by the door.
2: What do those beeps mean? Someone there. Hang on. Can't hit anything with these ear protectors on. Oh, and I don't like the pepperoni
1: in the New Yorker, so I decided to change your pizza order. You changed my
0: order? Self-destruct system is now active. Who activated the laser wall? Uh,
1: if it's turned on by that switch by the door, um... Me is the answer you're looking for.
2: That's the self-destruct system. Only to be activated if the equipment in this room could fall into the wrong hands. Don't touch that red wall of light. It'll disintegrate anything that touches it.
1: Professor, I don't want to make a fuss, but I think that deadly wall is moving towards us.
2: Yes, thanks to you. In about 20 minutes, that wall will cross the laboratory, completely incinerating everything in it, and that includes us. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, Prof. Just tell me how to turn it off. Are you not familiar with how switches work?
1: The same switch? The switch that's in plain sight? On the other side of that deadly wall of laser light?
2: Yes, that one.
1: It's not for me to criticize someone of your intellect. But when it comes to positioning a switch, how
2: dumb is that? (laughs) The only way to get through that door is with a level five identity tag. And the laser wall cannot be activated if an identity tag is in the laboratory. So you see, in theory, this cannot happen.
1: Well, forget theory, stick to fact. How do you explain we appear to be trapped?
2: Well, so that you could bring me my pizza. I used my identity tag to wedge the door open. So,
1: Prof, because you didn't stick to the regulations, we're now facing our own live cremations.
2: Oh, yes, I suppose it is partly my... Hang on, where's your identity tag? Ah, yeah, well,
1: I accidentally put it in a cash machine, and <laughs> this is funny, it wouldn't give me my card back. <laughs> I'll come to that any money. Okay, that laser wall is pretty good. All that's left of that chair is the smell of burnt wood. What are you doing? I'm not gonna wait to be incinerated by a wall. We gotta get out of here. I'm making a call.
2: The only way to get an external line from that phone is to call the front desk. Is there anyone on the front desk?
1: There's always someone on front desk, it's policy. Oh wait. Policy also dictates that person should be me. And my mobile phone charge is nearly all gone, used up in a Candy Crush Saga marathon.
2: You could recharge your phone from this socket, but it won't do you any good. You can't get any signal in here.
1: There must be a way to call for help. I'm not beaten yet. What about your computer? Does it have internet?
2: This is a high-security research lab. You can't send or receive any data from in here. And will you please stop talking in rhyme? It's getting very irritating.
1: I wish I could. I've got that virus that makes one speak in rhyme. You must have heard about it.
2: It's in the news all the time. Virus that makes you rhyme a word? I've never heard of anything so absurd. Rhyming words is a mental ability. For a virus to affect that, well, it's a medical impossibility.
1: Well, Prof, got news for you. Sounds like you've got it too.
2: The fact that those sentences rhymed is of no significance. That's just down to a simple co... ...incident. On the other hand, as a scientist, maybe my mind shouldn't be so closed. I should keep it open till all the evidence has been exposed.
1: Killed once today?
2: Without moving your lips, did you just say something like killed once today?
1: Now, me, Prof. It was that guy who appeared out of thin air. There's something about him, though. He looks familiar.
2: Yeah, he's dressed and carrying a pizza like you. Not only that, he's a spitting image of you, too.
1: He's not like Bono or any of the others. I don't know what you mean. If I had to say he looked like anyone, I'd choose Mr Bean.
2: (laughs) Not you two, the band idiot. He looks like your twin. The important thing is, how did he get in?
1: I've always been here. I'm him, you see. I'm that dick dig, digger and he is me. For you, Prof, have a plan to escape this threat. Or rather, you will have a plan, as you haven't had it yet. Huh? How can you be me when me is me? If this is a joke, I don't find it funny. Hey, me, listen. I sympathize. It's confusing, I know. I remember, because I was there now about oh, ten minutes ago. It seems a tough mystery, but it's easily unraveled once it sinks in that I, who's you, has time-traveled.
2: Ah, you've come from the future! So does that mean I sent you back using my time machine? A time machine?
1: There's no such contraption. They only exist in science fiction. It's no good explaining it to him, Prof. I didn't understand. I still find it hard to believe, and I've experienced it firsthand. I don't know why I'm even bothering to say this. I know what you're going to say. You're just going to ignore me and try to explain anyway. Whoever you are, go into the corner over that way, so I can speak to the prof without you hearing what we say. No problem, I already know what you're both gonna say, and I've been waiting to eat my pizza anyway. But I won't go and eat this on my own until you've taken a picture of it on your phone. I know that sounds weird, maybe slightly mad, but take the picture, I promise you'll be glad. Okay, I've taken a picture and one is enough. Now go off to that corner while I speak to the prof. Listen, prof, there's no way I'm him. I'm handsome
2: and smart, not ugly and dim. Well, I have to say that I don't like him too. Which just convinces me more that he is you. <laughs> there's no evidence to support the theory that this is a trick. If it walks like a dick dick and quacks like a dick dick, we should assume it's a dick dick. Come on, prof, don't do
1: him any favours. If you think he's me, you should have gone to (laughs) Specsavers.
2: Hmm, I can think of a way to prove if he's playing a game. We can compare your pizza to his, see if they're the same. (laughs) See, this pizza topping perfectly matches the one on your phone's picture. Can only be the exact same pizza, proving he is from the near future.
1: Okay, I'm convinced. We gotta buy one, get one free. No pizza place does that offer on a Saturday. So that guy over there, he really is me. Explain it to me, Prof. How can that
2: be? Well, it relates to quantum theory. What do you know about that? For instance, do you know anything about Schrodinger's cat?
1: Ah, I believe in this area. I do have some expertise. Isn't that a show on my favourite channel, CBBS?
2: <laughs> no, it's a popular hypothesis in that. In a box, you place Schrodinger's cat. A radioactive element containing poison gas is put in as well, but when that gas will be released, we just can't tell. But what we do know and can confidently say is that its release depends upon radioactive decay. So when the material breaks down, then that will release the poison and kill the cat. Then, to the other scientist, Schrodinger said, after an hour... Is the cat alive or dead?
1: Well, I may not be well-read, but it's pretty obvious the cat will be dead.
2: No, the whole point is we can't decide till we open the box and look inside. You don't need to be a genius
1: to figure out the cat will die if it's in an airtight box with no air supply.
2: (laughs) I hadn't thought of that. You could be right. Let's say the box is not airtight.
1: Not airtight? Then it won't contain the poisonous fume. The gas would get out and fill the room. All the scientists watching would die in a poisonous mist. Are you sure this Schrodinger's a scientist? He sounds more like a terrorist. (laughs) And the way he treats his own pet is pretty dubious. It's no wonder the cat is more popular than he is.
2: I can assure you Schrodinger was quite ethical. Cat wasn't real, it was hypothetical.
1: Not really. So the scientist trying to figure out if this cat's alive or dead? Must have been pretty annoyed to discover it was a toy cat instead.
2: Oh, there goes more of my equipment. We're running out of time. It's tricky to explain quantum theory normally, never mind in rhyme.
1: Listen, Prof, I don't know about this cat, but I'm clued up on time travel theory. I've watched the movies Back to the Future 1, 2 and 3.
2: Yes, In those movies, Marty affects past events, which could cause him to disappear. Wait a minute. That's just given me an idea.
1: Hi, guys. I finished the pizza and I'm rejoining you. For as I remember it, the just had her idea concerning us two.
2: Yes. I want to conduct a grandfather paradox experiment. To do that, I need both of you, future and present. And if my theory is right... This experimentation might just get us out of this perilous situation.
1: Hey, Prof, why don't you let me explain the experiment while uh, you go and, you know, set up your equipment? Why do I get the feeling this plan's not beneficial to my health? You two are making me so angry, I'm beside myself. (laughs)
0: Listen,
1: younger self, I know you sense something's wrong. But that wall's more than halfway across now, so we haven't got long. We don't have time to explain. I know you're nonplussed, but you gotta put your doubts aside and give us your trust. Hey, you may be me from the future, but I don't see. Why that means I have to trust me. Time's moving on. The professor's about to speak. Listen, what she says next,
2: it's gonna make you freak. Right. Time machine's reconfigured to emit a disintegrator ray. Now all we need to do is to get future you to use it to kill past you. What? Me
1: kill myself? Couldn't I rather go back in time and kill my grandfather?
2: (laughs) It would be great to solve that mystery to see if you're erased from history. Alas, we cannot create that exact experiment, but we can generate a near enough equivalent. If future you zaps past you, the same paradox will have evolved. Time abhors a paradox. It has to be solved. Future you can't exist, so future you will disappear too. But past you can't have been killed by a non-existent future you. Once time catches up, past you should, out of thin air, reappear. If my theory is correct, you won't die, so you've nothing to fear.
1: Hey. Oh Prof. Your theory can be dismissed if changing history causes other universes to coexist.
2: The universe is infinite in size. Do the simple sums. There's not enough space to fit in other ones.
1: Okay, Prof. Even if I accept your crazy explanation, I don't see how me disappearing and reappearing resolves our situation.
2: Well, when past you reappears. It should be in the same place, and if enough time has passed, the wall will have moved through that space. So if it works, after you've been on your paradoxical time ride, you'll reappear in the same place, but on the other side. See, I told you the prof would
1: come up with an escape plan, but we need to do it now, while we still can. Well that's an easy thing for you to say. I'm the one getting zapped by the disintegrator ray. This plan gives me a headache. It sounds insane. Prof, would you tell me all that again? The prof doesn't need to repeat the theory. You'll hear it all again when you and me. Just chill. Once you've done it, it'll all make sense. You've only got a headache because you were tense.
2: Hey,
1: is it so bad to want to understand before I go kapow? And besides, it's not were tense, it's is tense. I'm tense now. Think about it. Your tense in my past, I'm in your future, hence. Whilst for you it is present, it's for me past tense. Huh? Oh, hey, that's some clever chat. I wish I'd said that. To quote Oscar Wilde, you will, you will. Now stand still. I'm going to implement the kill.
2: No! Oh, great, just great flaming great! Now we can't avoid our deadly fate.
1: If I understood you correctly, I just saved us all once I reappear on the other side of that wall.
2: You seem to have not understood an important part of the theory. He needed to be standing near the laser wall, not at the back of the laboratory. Even if your past self should reappear at all, he'll still be on the wrong side of the laser wall.
1: Yeah. Now you mention it, that's what happens, as I recall. But when I reappeared, you said you could fix it all.
2: Fix it? There's nothing I can do to fix this, I fear. Hang on a second, I've had another idea. You may have zapped your past self in the wrong circumstance, but the same thing will happen to you, so we've got a second chance. But we don't have time to waste. None at all. Now, get as close as you can to that laser wall. And don't forget the most important part of the plan. Run and flick that switch as fast as you can. <laughs> ah, he's gone. Now, if time does, as I surmise, Dick Dick's past self should soon materialise. Of course, maybe I'm wrong. An eccentric who's crazy talking to myself, so there's plenty of evidence for that theory.
1: He shot me. I shot me. Killed by my own finger. I can't trust myself. I'm a
2: complete and utter stinker. Ah, oh, Dick Dick, you're back! Although, well, actually, nowhere have you been. Quickly, you must get in front of my time machine. You know, I was shot by my future self and
1: I can't decide. Technically, is that murder, or is that suicide?
2: (laughs) It's neither, you idiot! You're still alive! Now get in front of my time machine if you want to survive. Hang on a sec, I don't get this
1: at all. Shouldn't I be on the other side of that wall?
2: Yes, 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 the original plan went wrong. But I can fix it if you'll play along. Everything we've done will completely unravel unless you do a bit of time travel. OK, but before I say goodbye, answer this question. Where am I? You're in the laboratory still, have you forgot? we have been here all the time. Um, except when you've not. <clears throat>
1: Sorry, when I say I, I mean future me. Future me's not here, not that I can see.
2: Future you can't exist till we send you back. Now get in front of this machine so I can get time back on track. Okay,
1: I'm doing it. No need to raise your voice. That laser wall's so close now. Well, see, I have a choice. I may as well do as you say. I've already been...
2: So, Dick Dick Digger to the past has departed. Where he'll finish that sentence he's just started. He will kill past Dick Dick Digger, become a logical flaw, and so cease to exist as I already saw. Past Dick Dick can't have been killed by himself. So returns, the circle is complete. As time paradoxes go, this one's quite neat. Dick Dick, future should soon return. But I won't see. For that laser wall is about to disintegrate me. My theories on time travel are correct to my surprise. But I won't be around to collect my Nobel Prize of my other ideas on time travel, the scientific community will never be aware. Wait, just a cotton-picking nanosecond. That gives me yet another idea.
0: some research laboratory for have now been completely eradicated.
1: When I reappeared, I didn't think to ask where the prof was. I just got on with my task. I rushed to the switch and gave it a flick and congratulated myself as the switch went click. But I knew something was wrong. Could have been my detective's intuition, but something told me I hadn't succeeded in my mission.
0: N-S-E-A-T-A (laughs) self-destruct.
2: Dick Dick, it's good to see you, young man. I see you escaped as according to plan. It's good to see you too, prof, although please stop hugging and let me go. Not before tell you how, with time I reckoned, once I realised you were not to return in time and death beckoned. Yeah, but Prof. Shh. With seconds left before the wall touched me, I came up with an extraordinary theory. But Prof. Shh. What I thought would happen if I reversed the polarity of the neutron flow. Maybe it's not just the past. My time machine could go. But Prof. Shh. So on my time machine... I brilliantly performed a quick recalibration and plotted coordinates for a future materialisation. Shh! And here I am, Mr Digger, thanks to you. It's been an excellent night's work. And I just want to say, I'm sorry I treated you like a jerk.
0: Self-destruct system is now active.
2: Laser wall has activated again. It, It must be a glitch. Either that or... No, Mr. Digger. Please tell me you didn't flick that switch.
1: If you're asking if I did exactly as you said and hit that switch by the door, yes is the answer you're looking for.
2: (laughs) You absolute imbecile. Have you no brain? I can't believe we're in this situation again. It's
1: only the second time for you, you're lucky. By my reckoning, it's the third time for me. Anyway, count down, Prof. Don't bust a vein. We escaped before, we can do it again.
2: But then we had a time machine. Now the room's completely bare. This time we don't even have any pizza. And talking of pizza, I have suddenly become aware that you've gobbled up my half of the share.
1: Just stop there, Prof. Hold that speech. Remember, there were two of me, and we only had a half each.
2: Hello, boys! Don't panic! I'll save you all! And you'll notice I've materialised on the other side of the wall.
0: Deactivating, self destruct.
2: Wow. Thank you for that timely rescue. Now, may I ask, who the hell are you? Come on, Prof,
1: can't you tell? Doesn't that face ring a bell?
2: No! I don't believe it! It can't be! How can I rescue rescuer possibly be me? Logic dictates that if I'm about to be killed by the wall, my future self can't save us. That makes no sense at all. <laughs> don't worry, younger self. It's not a paradox. With time travel, you have to think outside the box. The rules of cause and effect do not alter. It's just they don't necessarily occur in that order. Don't confuse yourself trying to figure out how. That's something I told myself right now. Anyway, I must be off, back to the future. But you'll be here again soon, so take care. For if you look after myself, then time will tell that this is a face that will bring a Nobel.
1: (coughs) The advantages of time travel have their limits. For example, I'm now older than I should be by about 10 minutes. <laughs> but at least I can say to my mother that I am the first ever time traveler. Although, I can't help wondering, and this may sound absurd, could a future time traveler travel back and break that record?
0: MSGA tank red dead sequence. That last line. We didn't understand it either, so don't write to us with any blood theories. We the have been assured in all sense by Miss guy, Paul Simon Paul Miller, who wrote it, and also played D-D-D-Dicker, private night. Talented Susan Stem, he played the eccentric Professor Watt. The sound engineer was terrific Sound effects were sourced from 3sfx.co.uk. And the credits are read by a gun. Done. Shun. And and Hello, I'm Simon Miller, and I hope you enjoyed listening to The Rhyming Detective. I'd like to use this opportunity, if I may, to bring your attention to a cause very close to my heart. Every year, Hundreds of podcasts fail to reach their potential audience because that audience doesn't know about them. You can help. A five-star review on either iTunes or Stitcher will bring a smile to a podcast broadcaster desperate for attention. A like on the Rhyming Detective Facebook page will warm his little ego. Spreading the word about this podcast by telling family and friends about it could increase his download figures by just enough to cause him to dance around his swivel chair and give him some desperately needed exercise. So please do at least one of these things to help make a sad podcast producer very happy. You can find links to the things I've mentioned on the Rhyming Detective webpage, www.rhymingdetective.co.uk And if you didn't enjoy this episode of The Rhyming Detective,
2: how are you still listening?